Welcome everyone, please come in, join me. This podcast is an open door for those seeking a little hope that'll spark a fire. I'm your host, Tony the Beat. I bring this podcast to the world every Tuesday and Thursday of each and every week. You can get this podcast several ways. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Overcast. You can even listen to it on YouTube. Some ways that you, the listeners, can support this podcast is rate, review, Facebook it out, Instagram it out, Snapchat it out, Life Journal it out, text it to a friend, MySpace it, Twitter it. Wake up from a drunken slumber and drunk dial your ex-girlfriend at 3 a.m. and let her know. You listen to the best podcast out there. Spread hope like fire. Also, I'd like to mention this is a listener-supported podcast, which is supported by you lovely listeners. Be sure to head over to patreon.com forward slash spread hope like fire and become a patron of the show. All it costs is one dollar. Not much has been going on with me lately. Uh, just school, homework, uh, you know, uh, working on myself like usual. I hope everyone else is doing well this Thursday morning. Uh, this week on the show, we've got my buddy Nestor. He's a good friend of mine. He's uh, he's a real, real uh, supporter of everything I do, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, he's been in... A couple movies that I've shot, and we'll get into that uh, later in his podcast. And uh, it's really a funny story on uh, his dad and everything and what his dad thought I did for a living. So we'll get into that, and uh, I just uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. It's with my buddy Nestor. He's going to talk about the loss of his father, and uh, let's just get into it. Do that again. Si, si. No, do the counting in Spanish. Oh, uno, dos, tres. Uno, dos, tres, probando. Si, si. All right, we're here with, uh, we're here with my guest of the, <clears throat> of this week. Uh, he's Fabi's brother. His name is Nestor Frausto. Can you spell that for everyone? Uh, no, I, I think yeah. your, per, your pronunciation <laughs> nailed it. I don't think there's a need. Okay. And uh, we're just going to get into a little chatting here, talking about their organization. He's the one that created Were you the one that created it? I was the one that created it. And it's called... Uh, uh, Viva Fuerte. Yeah, I can't say I'm not bilingual. Um, how'd that start? Um, it was just kind of spur of the moment. Not so much spur of the moment, but just as luck would have it... Uh, um, I was getting really heavy into into running, and um, I went to a race, and at each race they give you like a bag with like flyers, and in there there was a, a flyer for uh, the Central Coast Cancer Challenge, um, and they gave a discount for a team, and I thought it'd be really cool to get a team together um, for my family and friends to join me to doing what I love to do, which is running. Um, to get them out there and um we needed a team name and that was our team name 
we got some shirts made and now it's gone a whole lot longer than that and and grown a whole lot more than that and it's turned into something pretty cool i still haven't gotten my shirt though um yeah well you have to pay for your shirt you know (laughs) i'm Um, a moocher that's kind of how it works you know um no but um we still do make make shirts and merchandise um most of that stuff is just to cover costs and just to get um the awareness out there for breast cancer but now we're kind of um branching off in different directions as um Vivo Forte is not so much about breast cancer, but just um, something bigger than that. And everybody has their personal battles, and whether it be with uh, cancer, which cancer sucks, um, but other diseases and just just struggles that everyone goes through. And it's kind of become a, a battle cry for, for not only me, but for a lot of people. And it, it's really awesome to see, and it's really humbling to see um, people join in on on what you believe in. If if someone wanted to join, how do they go about joining? Um, Besides me, I don't think I'm an eligible candidate. Um, it's not so much joining, right? It's not like you have to fill out an application, and um, we either reject you or we accept you. And Tony, if you probably if that was that way, we would probably put a big old reject stamp on <laughs> on top of it. No, uh, I'm just kidding, jerk. Um, <laughs> no, um, we have an Instagram. Um, we have a group on Facebook. Um, and um, we actually have an event every year where um, we raise money to give out a scholarship. Um, last year was the first year we actually gave out a scholarship to a kid, and it was it was a pretty awesome night, and it's it's a real great event for everybody that attends. Yeah, um, you you started it. Fabi kind of laid the groundwork for, like, your mom and what happened, and you guys, well, you started this because your mom, right? Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, so my mom and my dad, um, they, they were really big in the, in the church and, in volunteering, so they taught us from, from a young age to, to serve others, um, so, um, it started off as a way to honor her, um, and then bring breast cancer awareness and not let her story die and her battle die um, with breast cancer, and now it's turned into to the other part of it is what they what they raised us to do, and that's to, um, to help serve others and help those that are um, that need help, and that's what we're doing right now with the scholarship, and um, it's just it's just great. Yeah, uh, we got into me and Fabi got into a lot about your mom, but um, we didn't really get much into your dad. Uh, your dad was really cool. I got to meet him, and I didn't really, I didn't get to meet your mom, but your dad, uh, your dad thought I sold porn or made porn. Remember? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're kind of built like that way, you know. You just kind of give off the vibe that you are a porn star, you know. So that might be. It. <laughs> no, he said you. You told him, I, yeah, you're a jerk. I told, him, <laughs> told him I made pornos, and he was just like, well. Uh, oh well, you got to give him the backstory. I don't really remember. I just remember I was at your house. So, um, so um, my dad um, was asking me for a while, like where I was at and who uh, who was this Tony guy that I kept on hanging around with. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, back in your filmmaking days and uh, with the rent of cops and all that other good stuff, you know. And I can't just tell him that he he's an independent filmmaker. That's that's too boring, you know. I had to liven it up and. My dad's looking at Tony like, what the hell? You make porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, your dad was really cool, though. Yeah, he was uh, involved in the church, and uh, I think he taught you guys... Um, he taught you guys a lot. He gave you guys a lot of strength and uh, spiritually, and uh, he recently passed away, and that was... Uh, I remember talking to Fabi about it for a long time, about him passing away, and how devastated she said she was going to be, but... Um, how did you take it? Um, well, my, my dad had a heart attack when I was in high school. Um, he only had about 40, maybe 45% of his heart was working after he had a triple bypass um, about 14 years ago. So um, when he had the heart attack, um, I kind of, I remember talking to God and, and letting him know that my dad wasn't mine, you know. It was him whenever it was his time to go. It was going to be his time to go. Just ask me for the strength to, to carry on after he was gone. Um, so it's kind of like since he had that heart attack and since he had that surgery, like you kind of figure that he's um, he's not living on borrowed time, but kind of, kind of you kind of realize that you have to appreciate him every day. Um, and it was something that he actually... Um, that he showed us um, after his heart attack was to appreciate every day and to thank God for every day because he had a yeah that when he had his heart attack it took him I think it was forty hours before he went to the emergency room um, so it was kind of one of those things where he was lucky to be alive so he he shared that on with him and or with us and with him it was kind of one of those things when my mom passed away he had already had the heart attack. Um, and we weren't sure how he was going to take it, if he was going to be able to survive. Um, and he was just, he was a warrior. He trusted in God. And he was able to lead not only me, but my brothers and sisters on, on how to live without her. And he kind of he kind of showed us the way. Um, which, I mean, I'm glad that he did, because <laughs> if it wasn't for him, I'm not sure how, how any of us would have made it out of it if it wasn't for us following his example of him always thanking God even after my mom passed away being taken away by cancer he showed us to be grateful for every day the the, the one thing that I, I remember specifically when your dad passed away was I, I was driving around in my Mario Kart uh, VW Beagle, Beetle and I had stopped by I wanted to stop by your guys' house just to you know uh see what was going on or well, I don't know I just stopped by and um the one image that I was I'm like was jealous of you guys was all of all three of you guys were walking the dog and then <laughs> like um your niece your sister-in-law and Fabi and your brother and I was what the I was I'm like a little jealous because you guys are so tight-knit yeah and that was I don't that's, I think that, that has to do a lot with your parents raising you to be very close. Like, most families, like, they'll come together when someone dies and then they they split back apart and go out their separate ways. But you guys have always been tight-knit. Yeah, and I think I think that has a lot to do with our parents um, just teaching us to love one another and not, not settling on fights and being like, oh, I'm not talking to my brother because we got in a fight. I'm not talking to my sister because she pissed me off yesterday, you know. They taught us to be a, a tight-knit group, and 
they taught us to get over a lot of stuff and I still remember I only ever get in one fight with my brother and I was I remember I was like in second grade he was in sixth grade and I don't even remember what he told me but I remember I punched him in the stomach and he was about to crack me and my mom came out and she took us in and she whooped both of our butts dude and I remember her wailing on us and being like you guys don't fight each other or you guys yeah you guys don't fight each other you guys fight with other people together <laughs> like you guys are all you got and ever since then like we <laughs> we never really got in a fight like there's nothing too big and I think especially in high school like seeing my dad and all that stuff we kind of figured out that that's all we had was each other and that one day when they were gone they were we were going to be we had to be together and we had to be united and it's kind of one of those things where um we've been united in crisis and or not crisis but in, in tragedy the tragedies made us stronger and made us come together um and come out of it positively you know and and sadly not everybody comes out of everything positively but um we're able to just because but because one of our parents taught us and, and it's awesome another thing that i wanted to like touch on was both your parents have passed away and you and Fabi aren't married, but you just got engaged. And how do you, how do you deal with that, that thought of your mom and dad aren't going to be here? Um, yeah, I think that was when my when my dad passed away. I think I probably cried more at my dad's funeral um, than at my mom's funeral, just because. Um, like I knew when I wanted to propose, I knew what was going to be ahead of me, you know, and then just knowing, um, just knowing that my, I wasn't going to have my dad there for all of that. Um, it, it really hurt. I remember, um, I remember right before they closed the casket, I had, I had my fiance Stephanie with me and, and our two daughters right there. And it was just, most of the tears that I was crying there was not because my dad was gonna not gonna be there but I think it was more for selfish reasons you know that I wasn't gonna have him there um to see him grow up um but after it's just it, it's just a lot of prayer and stuff and and what they taught us was to always keep God in our life and it's and that's what helped us get through and just the little things you know in the everyday life that that show me that they're that they're not gone, you know, and they're still around here, and they're they're up there watching together, and doesn't matter doesn't matter that my dad's not here because they're gonna be up there in heaven when when I get married, and they're gonna be there watching over us. And you can finally see that we're, we're you're hanging out with me again, and uh, we're not making porno this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can finally see that you're not <laughs> you're not that you're not that bad of a guy. You're all right, dude. You know. Um. Yeah. Your, your dad was very inspirational, and I think that um, he, he did a really good job with raising you guys, along with your mom. Uh, Fabi, Fabi shared a lot about... She took it hard when your mom passed away. I remember that. Um, so, Fabi might be the oldest, but somehow she's... It might be because she's the girl, but she's the... She, she's the baby of the family, and she, she, she kind of cries for all of us, and she... 
she she'll probably live to be like a hundred because she gets her emotions out and stuff. Um, but she she um, she's like my she's like my dad. She's a spitting image of my dad and how how she she puts her heart and soul into everything and she loves with with all she's got and um, that's why because that's why she's I don't want to say a crybaby but that's that's why she takes it hard but. She's she's tougher than nails. She knows how to get back up, but it's just it. I guess I I don't know if it is tough, er, being a girl than a boy, but I think I think so. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things that uh, they go through that we don't. Yeah, it's like childbirth. Like childbirth. <laughs> I know, totally uh, totally okay with that. Uh, I don't give no birth no kid. Um, but. Um, <clears throat> So you said you took it harder when your your dad passed away than your mom. Was um, it because it was so sudden? Um, no, it was just it was just because it was just because I was thinking of all the things that they, that my dad wasn't going to get to see, and how much he loves he loves kids and not being able to see his grandkids grow up was more in lines why why I took it harder um it was it was one of those things where it it was just weird like how it all happened and then looking back like how much it all made sense and we should have known kind of like something was wrong or like not that he had been planning it but how I don't know I I always say my dad's a, a hopeless romantic, but he passed away two days before my mom's anniversary. Um, that Friday before he passed away, um, he was he was handing out he was handing out um, the scholarship to the kid that won it. Um, he was handing out the scholarship to Sergio, and I remember leading up. He just kept on saying how he wanted to go up there, but he didn't want to cry when he was talking and and I remember him getting up there and not knowing he was going to get up there he thought he was just going to hand it over and him asking for the microphone and being able to hand it out and thanking everyone for all their support and making sure everybody gave Sergio a big round of applause um, and then two days later going to church with us and then it was kind of one of those things like like he knew his job was done, you know. He knew he had he had raised us the right way. Um, Viva Fuerte had gone to where it was, to where to where it was, you know. And then it was kind of like my mission's complete. Like I can I can finally go home, you know. And at the time, it is sudden, you know, getting woken up in the middle of the night and him having another heart attack, and that's how he goes. But looking back, it's kind of. It's kind of like he had finally, he had finally finished raising us, you know, and he, he finally got to go home. He finally got to go home and rest. He finally got to go be with his, uh, with his leader. Fabi had brought up something. She said that he always lived his life for a purpose. And, uh, so you touching on this was kind of like he served his purpose and, uh, decided to, to go. And I think... I think he went on his terms. 
Yeah, and I think it was a whole lot, a whole lot of him going on, going home on his terms, and kind of God knowing that he had completed, he had finally completed what, what, what he was set on this earth to do, and and God calling him home more than anything, you know. Um, I remember after he had his heart attack, he would always talk about how, how he had his plans for life, and what how he thought his life was going to turn out. And that um, when he, when he had his heart attack, that was God's way of telling him that nah, I don't want you to do that. You know, I want you to get more involved in the church, which is which he did. You know, so it's kind of one of those things where instead of taking his his heart attack and his and not being depressed about his situation and not being overcome and overwhelmed by the fact that he couldn't work like he used to he couldn't walk like he used to he couldn't eat the foods that he used to he was able to persevere over all of that and 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 use it for good and and turn his life towards towards um towards the church and towards god more than anything and and helping others you know it was it was always weird coming home from um for lunch or coming home for from work, you know, and there's somebody in the in the living room that my dad's talking to, you know, just because my dad's someone that would al- would always open his door to anybody that would come in to talk, to listen to whatever they needed, you know. He was always willing to help. Fabi had uh, said something that was really. Uh, I keep saying about Fabi. Oh, it's about me, you know. Yeah. I'm here, you know. I might I might just walk out of here. <laughs> I don't know, did she ever tell you about that dream she had where uh, he had told her that um, she had hugged him and he was cold? Like, it was a week after he passed away, and she asked him why he was, like, why he was cold? Uh, no. So she asked him why he was cold, and he said, well, because I went, I went home to heaven. And he said, she said, but why? Why did you have to leave? And he said, because I... I serve my purpose. I don't. I'm. I don't have anything else to do here. Yeah. And uh, she has a lot of weird dreams. Yeah. Ha- have you had? Uh, have you had any of those experiences or no? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, with both my parents, you know, and and it's always one of those things where it's like you don't you don't want your dream to end, you know, because it's like you don't know. It's not like oh, you know. I, I, they were in my dreams last night. I'm gonna have it again tomorrow. You know, like we could resume. Um, and there's um, you have them. I mean, I remember my mom passed away. Um, I remember um, hers was hers was different. Um, hers was she was in actual hospital bed, and um, I walk in and. She didn't have like the IV anymore. She had her hair. Her hair was long anymore. Her hair had fallen out because of chemo. Um, it was back to normal, and I remember her. Her her telling me, "Thank you for helping me. Um, I'm cured now." You know, and and I remember hugging her, and the next thing I know, I'm I'm awake. You know, and you're like, "Damn!" But it's little things like that where they come back and they tell you, "Thank you." Um, and even with my dad, it was actually, it was actually, uh, the Saturday, Saturday night of Father's Day. So the, the night before Father's Day, 
it was uh it was my dad and he was he was um he was in a room and and he was he he told me thank you and he was going to go to sleep and then I remember I started crying I was like wake up wake up like and then he's like no I gotta go and I remember crying and I remember my two girls coming up to me and hugging me and then one of them telling me it's okay he's gonna go home and rest you'll get to see him again one day you know and then usually it's uh it's usually I wake up and start crying when I have a dream like that, but that day I, <laughs> I think it's just because it was it was Father's Day already, you know, and I'm I wake up and I'm already crying like I wasn't <laughs> there wasn't a process, but it's just their way of them coming back and telling you that they're okay, you know, and 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 knowing that them them coming back for you, you know, <laughs> it's your parents still looking out for you on the other side. When uh, when your mom passed away, uh, Fabby somehow knew. Did you did you know that she was gonna pass? Because she said that you and your dad had left, and she knew that once everybody had left the hospital, that she was gonna pass away. And then she was all pissed off at you guys because you had come home, and she got out of the shower and she heard two car doors slam, and she. I remember when she when that did happen. She told me those those a holes they they, I knew they were coming home and that she was gonna pass away and she did. And if they would have just stayed, this was like right when it happened though, and it was just yeah. So um, my mom is she's kind of like me. Well, she's kind of like me. So um, me and my mom have kind of the same personality, and and we don't like people feeling sorry for us or we don't like seeing like our our close ones and loved ones hurt. You know. Um, so I remember, um, her lung collapsed in October and she was gone by the end, by the middle of November, like almost a month. Um, and back then Fabi was, um, going to school in Oxnard while she was going through chemo and all that stuff. And my brother was in Irvine going to school. So I got to live most of like taking her to chemo or seeing like her battle with chemo and getting her her butt kicked by chemo and coming back home um you know and it's like when she saw you around she she sucked it up to to make herself feel stronger but um one of her lungs collapsed in that october um and when she got discharged to the house um i think she knew that there was something wrong bigger that was wrong with her that had reached a certain point um, cause I remember she had an appointment with, um, at the cancer center with her doctor and, um, she didn't want me to go. She wanted somebody else to go interpret. Um, and then that's when they told her what they had seen in the x-rays and that the cancer had taken up her lungs, you know, um, and she only had a certain time, certain time to live. Um, but she didn't want me, my brother, and my sister to know that because it was just to protect us. And um, it was kind of one of those things where um, she did she did the same thing. Um, she was fighting, fighting um, when she was in hospice in the hospital. And I think I think she was waiting for for none of us to be there, right? Me, my brother, and my sister. Um, because she she didn't want us to see her pass away 
she didn't she was trying to protect us she was being she was being the mom that she always had been you know and still continues to be and looking out for us up there but um I remember Fabi being mad um <laughs> but I I kind of I I I knew what she was doing and it wasn't it was just kind of perfect timing that she did that I remember I remember me and Fabi were home and um yeah me and Fabi were home and then I was about to leave and then my brother and my my brother and my dad showed up um because they had to do something at the bank I think that my dad wanted to do um and then hurry straight back and it was I was literally out, about to go out the door when Fabi got a call saying that that she had passed away and it was it was it was I don't want to say it was perfect but we were all still united when she passed away and I remember I remember us all locking hands and and praying in the living room my dad taking charge with tears in his eyes and praying for my mom and praying for us um to be strong and that was and that was it and I or not that that was it but um I just remember from that point him kind of instilling that same thing where him saying that this is your guys's mom this is my wife um we're going to do whatever we want to do for this funeral I know her brothers and sisters are here and mom's here but she's yours more than she is theirs so whatever you guys want to do we're going to do and I think that kind of leads into or ties in more would be the better word ties into kind of how how you saw the three of us walking the dog around the around the backyard it was kind of what he had instilled when my mom passed away of being together and, and sticking together and, and doing everything together coming back for full full, la, 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 full circle you know and basically what he had taught us yeah most families don't have that like i don't think um i don't think my family will when my mom passes away like my family will uh be that united most families aren't like they come together and they go back to being separated again which is the sad thing but i'm envious of you guys yeah and i think fabby has a whole lot to do with that um especially throughout not during not so much because when tragedy hits how you said you all come together but throughout the time throughout the the rest of the time she's the one always texting everybody seeing how you're doing when you're on vacation or when you're out of town she's she's the one that that keeps us keeps us united she's she's amazing man um She's a great babysitter. Um, if anybody needs a babysitter out there, you know, get her contact information. Uh, the thing that I find a little uh, odd is like, um, so they they thought my mom had leukemia a couple of weeks ago, well, like a month ago, and I was freaking out. And uh, what came to mind was watching, thinking I'm gonna have to watch my mom deteriorate, watch my mom pass away, and and. Uh, you said you took it harder with your dad, but I don't know. I just find that a little strange because you had to watch your mom go through so much. My my mom was a warrior, and I mean, I remember I remember taking her to chemo sessions, and you just, I mean, 
you just see people and they're doing bad and they're and they're they're getting their treatment and you can just see them sitting in the bed with the IV in and they're just getting their butt kicked man and and I would look at my mom and she would just have her eyes closed she'd be fine she would open up make conversation and so it like never like there was like up until like the Tuesday she passed away on a Thursday that Tuesday when she went in a coma I never thought she was going to pass away from breast cancer I thought she was going to beat it um I thought she because just because of her demeanor and how she handled it um and she did end up beating it I mean she's in heaven now um and but yeah so I think that has the way the, the way you see her battle every day or I got to see her battle every day with her battle with breast cancer um I think that's what made it easier on me I mean I'm pretty sure if I would have seen my mom in there getting her butt kicked like everybody else it would have been it would have been terrible for me especially because I she, she when she passed away I was 18 excuse me when she passed away I was 18 so that that probably would have took a bigger toll on me but just just the way she handled her battle with with breast cancer was amazing to me um and made it e not easier on me but and never gave me the, the train of thought that she was going to pass away from that and I think a lot of times it, it showed me just a lot of it is just what you make of it right um when you have whether it be cancer or whatever it may be um it's how you handle it um there's either two ways um you can handle things the positive way or the negative way and just it, it depends on you and I mean <laughs> I'm not even sure I could I could handle it like that with with that with that mentality and and fight it till the end like she did. I mean, um, she was just amazing. I remember she so she went into that coma on a on on a Tuesday in the middle of the morning. I remember I got when we got to the to the um, we got to the hotel or the hotel when we got to the hospital. We got to the hospital and my brother was there and then her two sisters who had came from Mexico were there and my dad was there and I remember her laying in the hospital bed and her trying to fight out of a coma like her trying to pick her head up to snap out of it and she just couldn't um, and then her it just from then on it just kind of became a fight um, you kind of know what that it's just a fight to see so so everybody can get here to kind of to say goodbye to her um and i remember fabby got here and then i remember my dad asking was one one of my uncles from uh la was gonna get here if, he, if i knew what time he was gonna get here and i remember telling my dad he's not or she's not waiting for she's not waiting for him she's waiting for my two uncles that live in texas and then my dad being like, she told you? I'm like, no, like, I know that's what she's doing. And that night, um, that night, I remember, you had, I, we had seen her, like, struggle the whole day. Seen her fight. 
um, at times have to pull for air, even though she had the oxygen in, having to having to pull pull for air with her mouth and seeing that battle the whole day. I remember um, I remember kicking everybody out of the hospital room except for my brothers and sisters, my dad, my uncles, and my grandma. And I remember. I remember telling her it was okay, you know, that we were going to be okay. That if she wanted to go home, she could go home. That she had, she had done her job, we were going to be okay. Um, and that everything that she had taught us, we were going to put into action. And then, just like that, I, she, <laughs> she, she started poking her head up, like one by one, the next thing you know, um, she opens her eyes right and she opens her eyes and she wanted to say goodbye to us one last time and it was just it was awesome to see it was awesome to see it showed me that that anything's possible right like with the help of God anything's possible and when you fight hard enough anything's possible um, and her fighting through to get there, um, just to say bye to us, because she knew again that she knew that we needed that, like, and it was amazing. I mean, it was, she was blowing kisses to everybody. Um, it was one of those things where one of my aunts that was here from Mexico, she kept on telling her, tell him, tell him. And my aunt was thinking, well, what do I tell him? What do I tell him? So she started naming on stuff and she she wanted to remind us to to listen to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to my dad and to always to always be united. Um even then, you know, and it was kinda it was kinda one of those things where my dad after that night would tell us that you know, that that was a night that my mom showed us how to fight. How to fight for whatever you believe in, how to fight whatever you want. And that same night, I remember uh, my dad sang a song to my mom because um, she was awake and my dad had stepped out. And I remember asking my mom if she wanted my dad to sing to him. And, and my dad comes back in the room and I was like, she wants you to sing to her. And my dad, like, already tearing up, you know, and him saying, well, what if I can't? And I remember telling my mom, I was like, he can't, huh, mom? And she looked at him and she was like, yep. And my dad's looking back at her like, well, even if I couldn't, like, I'm doing it now. <laughs> and, and him singing to her and... I just remember the... Um, the look they had in each other's eyes, which was, which was awesome. I think at his, uh, at his rosary, um, when I was up there talking about him, I remember saying that, um, that that night my mom taught us how to fight, but my dad taught us how to love that night too, right? That you, yeah, I remember that. Um, that you love until the end and that you love with all you got. And, and that's what he taught us. And, and it's it's crazy how by that point they had been married for 24 years it was all it was all accumulated it was all shown to us everything that they had taught us everything that they wanted us to be it, it accumulated to 
to about an hour span, you know, when all that was going on. And it was, it was, it was an amazing night and a night that I'll never forget. Do you wish you had that, 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 uh, that moment with your, your dad or are you just okay with him passing away? Um, initially, right. You, you, you think of all the stuff you think of all the stuff that you missed out on. Um, but it was kind of how I was talking about earlier about how that from, from that Friday morning until, until when he had, until, until he passed away, we had all that. We just, we just didn't know, you know, we didn't know it was happening. And uh, not that we didn't appreciate it, but we do appreciate it. But maybe you would have, like, stopped to take more pictures and stuff if you knew it was going to end. But that's 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 the beauty of of life, right? Like, like it it's, it could be gone at any second, and that's the that's also the scary thing about life is that it could be gone at any second, and it just teaches you to to what he always taught us, you know, to appreciate life because it. Every day is a blessing. You don't know if you're going to get tomorrow. Um, so it kind of instills that a little bit more. But we did have that um, um, with him giving out that scholarship. I remember I remember that morning, um, that Friday morning, I remember I gave him his, uh, I gave him his polo for the event. And I remember he was on his computer and I had, I think I had just come back from Santa Barbara picking up the karaoke machine and I had given it, I gave it to him and I was heading out. And I remember him seeing the polo in him. So I remember he started crying and he was just saying, thank you for all that you guys do for your mom. And I remember hugging him back and, and telling him and telling him that, that it was what he had taught us, taught, teaching us how to serve um which which kind of brings it full circle and just makes it all the better i remember the next day the saturday him talking about how his two granddaughters uh kiana and emma um how they were working the door and their their ones uh at the time was 10 and the other one was eight um and him just talking about how that's what it was all about, teaching him how to how to give back at an early age because we need to serve others, we need to we need to give back, we need to work, we need to serve, which was what he taught us, you know. So, I mean, it it is hard in the morning that morning getting woken up and and that he had had the heart attack and having the paramedics show up and them try to help him out, me performing, Fabi on the phone, crying, calling 911, me um, doing CPR until they got there and all that shock of the moment. But um, I think I think it just reinstilled what he had, what he had been telling us since he had his heart attack, you know, that that every day that every day is a blessing. We got to make the most out of every day. Um, even that that whole year. Um, just the battle that he had had gone through having to start dialysis um and not complaining about anything it was just awesome
So I think what what your dad really left was uh, a legacy of giving back, and um, I hope that everyone listening can take that and apply it to their lives and some way give back somehow it doesn't matter how big or small um wanted to thank uh nestor for sharing his his take on his mom and dad uh, what was their names uh lidubina and antonio and uh you can find uh you can find the uh, their organization on facebook it's under uh, it's Team Viva Puerta. That's the group page. Uh, we don't really post on that. Um, the most that we post on that is usually um, for the karaoke night that we have every November. Um, the best way to keep in contact is on Instagram. Um, and the handle for that one is at Team Viva Fuerte. Um, all one word. T-E-A-M-V-I-V-A. F U E R T E. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't know how to get to it. <laughs> well, uh, th- I want to thank Nestor again one more time for being a guest and sharing his side of uh, the events that happened between um, his family and the loss of his mom and the loss of his dad and. And I want to just thank uh, my buddy Nestor for coming on the show and sharing his. Uh, his side of things and they actually have a date now for their uh fourth annual viva fuerte karaoke night i think i said that right it's uh saturday november 17th at 6 p.m at the boys and girls club in santa maria california so if you are in the area i highly recommend that you attend it is a fun event I wouldn't know. I've never been because every year they decide to have it on my birthday. So, again, uh, my birthday is the 19th, but I, I celebrate it the weekend before. And every weekend, it's like the week. They, they always plan it this way. They don't want me there. I know they don't want me there. That's the whole reason they plan, plan it this way. So, um if you're if you're uh, if you're in the area or you want more information, you can go to Team Viva Forte on Facebook and uh, find the event. It's Saturday, November seventeenth at six p.m. at the Boys and Girls Club of Santa Maria, California. And for uh, this week, I just want to thank everyone for joining me, and I hope to see you next week. So for Tony the Beat, I'm Tony the Beat. Take care of those you love.